Hello, I am so excited that you are all here. I'm Dr. Christine LaRocca, and you are listening to episode number four on intermittent fasting. Before we get started today, I want to let you know about a free weight loss webinar that I am holding live on Friday, May 21st from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. During this webinar, I will teach you how to stop overeating. We will do some live coaching, and I will give you all of the details about our upcoming eight-week weight loss intensive. Even if you can't make the scheduled webinar, be sure to register and I will send you the replay. I will put the link in the show notes here. Also, I just want to add a disclaimer here that even though I'm a medical doctor, I am not your doctor. So the things that I teach about are not to be substituted as medical advice. You should consult your own physician to discuss what's best for you personally. Okay, so let's dive in. Today, I'm going to give you tips on how to excel your weight loss with intermittent fasting. I'm going to give you all of the pathophysiology of how this works because knowledge is power. The more you know, the more likely you are to take good care of yourself. So what is intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting is when you give your body a break from food. Plain and simple. When we give our body a break from food, we get a break from blood sugar, and then we get a break from insulin. So as you remember, when we eat something and our blood sugar rises, which is also called glucose, our body produces insulin to open up the cells and let the glucose come into the cell that our, so our body can use it for energy. So in the absence of that excess blood sugar, our body goes to the stores of the blood sugar called the glycogen, and it breaks those down to use them for that energy. Once the blood, the blood sugar stores are used up, our body generates an enzyme called lipase to go after the fatty tissues, our adipose tissue, to use that for energy. But this process can't occur when the insulin levels are constantly elevated because insulin blocks lipase. So just to recap, when you're not eating food, your body ultimately uses your own fat stores for energy. So why does this matter? For a long time, we have been taught that eating multiple meals throughout the day boosts our metabolism and helps us lose weight. But in reality, our metabolism only burns about 10 to 15% of those calories, leaving the rest behind to be dealt with as storage in the body. So we can break this cycle. You get to decide when you will eat and what you will eat. You do not have to conform to society's patterns. You don't have to eat three meals a day and snacking in between. In fact, if you're trying to lose weight, you shouldn't be doing that. Now, there are special circumstances that require eating small, frequent meals throughout the day with certain health conditions, such as pregnant women who are suffering from nausea, breastfeeding moms who require more calories, people who have a history of low blood sugar or need to take multiple medications throughout the day with food. These are all special circumstances, and that's why it's important to discuss with your doctor. But generally, this is very well tolerated. 
Many people experience weight loss, increased energy levels, and are more in tune to their hunger signals when they are intermittent fasting. So how can you implement this into your life? We have three steps. The first one is decide how many meals you will eat per day. Five meals, four meals, three meals, two meals, one meal, whatever it is, decide. Define your eating window. This is the number of hours during the day that you will eat. So this is number two. Deciding if you will eat from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., if you're going to eat 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. if you're working night shifts, or say you want to have an eight-hour window where you eat, you could start eating at 11 a.m. and stop eating at 7 p.m. Whatever it is, decide and try it. This can always be adjusted. A lot of people find that you can just add time onto the time that you sleep at night. So for example, if you go to bed at 10 p.m., and you wake up at 6 a.m., you could add time onto that. So if you wanted to do a little bit longer instead of those eight hours, and maybe you want to have a 12-hour eating window and a 12-hour window where you don't eat, you could adjust the time you eat to be from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And this works really well to help cut out that nighttime eating. Or you could condense that even further, like some of the examples I just gave. You could change your eating window to be 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. and have two meals. If you went with that 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you could have three meals. Make this whatever you decide that works for your life and then see how you feel. And you can always tighten it up later if your goal is to lose more weight. The third thing that you can do is to stop snacking. So however many meals you pick and whatever you define your eating window as, only stick to meal time eating and do not snack in between. Now, if you like snacks such as nuts, I eat nuts pretty frequently as part of my meal, but I don't snack on them in between. I will have them as part of my planned meal. So that's a, that's a trick that you can use, but wanting to make sure that you're being conscious of the snacks that you're eating and trying to avoid that flour and sugar, like we've talked about in the previous episodes. So keep this in mind, the more you restrict your eating window, the more weight you will lose and the more you will improve your insulin sensitivity. This also gives you a plan to combat late night eating and emotional eating. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you've gotten something to take away today to implement into your life. I would love to hear your feedback about this. You can do this by leaving me a review on the podcast. And also let me know if there's other topics that you want me to talk about. I'll talk to you next week. But in the meantime, make the most of this one. All right. Bye now.